Last year, I told you about having an emergency service. And I got some more to tell you about that service. Hmm. I'm driving on, but I'm going to finish it. Great, wonderful design. Some 15 to 20 hippies have to see the Holy Ghost. But here's uh, what I want to tell you. Over a year ago, one night, he was about to end the revival, and the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart. But no, it's not over. What an emergency service, Lord. At 11 o'clock, dismiss your people as soon as all the service is over. Command them to go out into the streets, the dairy queens, and what have you, and invite people to come back to the 11 o'clock service. And of course, some of the folks wonder what happened to their old pastor. Getting old, I guess. And Something happened, but the Holy Ghost talked to me. And I ain't got no better sense than to do what the Holy Ghost says do. And I said, Church, the revival is not over. It's just beginning. I want to dismiss you and command you to go and knock on every backslider's door. I want you to go to the Dairy Queens. I want you to go anywhere you feel like it. Knock on doors. Until 11 o'clock and meet me back here. We're fixing to have an emergency service. 11 o'clock, the house was packed. In walked about 40 or 50 hippies. Some of them barefooted. Long hair. Backsliders came. If the backsliders, it wasn't organized. The backslider went back to sleep about the time he did. Somebody else was knocking on his door. And some of them had, uh, uh, had four, five, six knocking on the door. Get up, they're having an emergency service. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Amen. They just finally call out of bed and come. And that night, the altar service was amazing. They packed it from wall to wall. They received the Holy Ghost all over the place. Hippies in the altar. We didn't get all the hippies. We got a number of them. But during this revival, about 15 or 20 of those hippies come back. And they said to me, we have never gotten away from that service. We have never been the same. You see, if you ever get them inside of a Pentecostal church, or the real power of the Holy Ghost is moving, they'll stand again. We shake hands with the Pentecostal preacher when he's full of the Holy Ghost, he'll never be the same again. One of those big old hippies leader in town, I walked out front, grabbed him by the hand. He left and went home and tried to sleep, but he said I couldn't sleep. He called me and he, came, he said, I got to talk to you in the morning. I got to talk to you. Said something happened to me when you got a hold of my hand. That boy is one of the leaders now. He has led many to Christ because God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Now, this is the part of what it takes. We think we have to get something hard. We look at all the television, rock music, and pornography literature, and everything else. During this revival, 
this past Monday night, all the activities, at least most of them, some didn't get to come. They brought a list of all the things they had destroyed. Television, rock music, pornography literature, and witch craft uh, books. And it figured that we figured it up that it's over seven thousand and one hundred and twenty-five dollars that they had burned up. Some of them took them out in the woods and taken the high-powered rifles and let them let them have it. They shot them up. They burn them up. Why? Because this younger generation is hungry, and when they find the real thing, they're ready to walk out. One young hippie girl, that is uh, a well-known man in the city, she's Catholic. She came to the altar, and when she knelt at that altar that night, she had never known anything about Pentecost, but that a certain night, she didn't get the Holy Ghost that night, but she went home just one night service. No teaching whatsoever. She went home that night and got rid of her pantsuit. She let her dresses out that night. I want you to know, church, the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord is the most powerful thing this world has ever known. We need not hang our heads We've got what the world needs. We've got to give it to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible? Yes, it's true. Today in the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. And as they spake unto the people, the priests, and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the revel rev resurrection of the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold under the next day, for it was now evening time. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about five thousand. And it came to pass that on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas and the high priest and Cephas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power? Or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deeds done unto the impotent man, by what means he's made whole, be it known unto you, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom 
God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you hold. This is the stone which was set at naught by you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The battle cry of the church versus the battle cry of hell. And before we pray, the first battle the church ever had was over the name. The last battle they'll ever have will be over the name. And I don't know whether you know it or not, but that's closer than a lot of us think. I don't know whether you know that plans are being laid. Satan is making his plans. But the church is making his plans too. Hallelujah. That's why we're having this meeting. The devil is having confidence. But we're having a Holy Ghost move. I want you to stand and everybody let's pray. Our Father, may the Holy Ghost overshadow this place today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Almighty God, open the very windows of heaven. At the name of the Lord, be glorified. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give us everything we need, Lord, in these few nights' service, signs and wonders and miracles. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and for the glory of God, we ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. The battle cry of hell, and it's raging tonight, and the church of Satan is being organized, and its growth is frightening. Never since the beginning of time has there been so many people believing and following Spiritualism. In almost every city now, we have witches. I've had to deal with so many in the last year that have slipped off into witchcraft and become devil possessed. You see, when you begin to play with ESP and all of these things, that is just the springboard into all of these spiritual uh, gifts of Satan that he's given his church. Now, be sure as we preach and teach nine spiritual gifts, Satan has gifts in his church, and they are amazing a lot of people. But God has given to us power over every witch. Amen.
And the weakest of God's saints, if they're filled with the Holy Ghost, all the witches in the world can never touch them. But mind you this, my friend, Satan has declared war on this world and on the church, and he's using these powers to drag a lot of people down. And if you become lukewarm and shift away from God, preacher, I don't care who you are, we are living in a time when there is no middle ground. There was a time we could sort of coast along, but the powers of hell and the powers of heaven is clashing now, and the world is caught in the middle. We've got to move and move fast. You've got to be all out for Jesus or all out for the devil from hell. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All out for Jesus is the cry of the church. All out for Christ. Let's stay with it, then. They prayed, the Bible said, and the place was shaken after they had been threatened and forbid to preach the name. They prayed. And they prayed for boldness. And they prayed for miracles. Stretch forth your hand and work miracles. You see, the Lord needs to shake us like we've never been shaken before. He shook the early church, and then the early church shook the world. The Holy Ghost must first shake us before we can shake the world. It must shake us before we can shake our neighbor. Oh, that the Holy Ghost would shake all the weakness out of our prayer life and help us to have a prayer life like the Apostle Paul. Like the Apostle Peter, men who prayed and believed God and shook the gates of hell. We need all the weakness drained out of our prayer life. We need to be full of faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We need all the doubt drained out of our little faith. Just a little faith, if it's pure, can move mountains. Nothing can stand before the pure that all hell will not be able to stand up against. Let me tell you, the devil knows how to fight pilgrims. He knows how, but he don't know how to fight the Holy Ghost. He don't know how to fight the name of Jesus Christ. He's putting an all-out effort to do it, but he'll never succeed because God's got a church. And if we had half his good faith in the Lord as he's got in us, we'd turn the world upside down. The prophet spoke about it. The early church talked about it. Jesus talked about it. And he has faith in us that we will turn the world upside down. Amen. He has faith in you. He gave you the Holy Ghost. He calls you to preach the gospel. That means Jesus Christ personally believes in you and believes that you can get the job done. Praise the Lord. Our only hope is to stand up and give the battle cry of faith against hell. 
And I feel that's the reason for this meeting today and last night that we can unite and give forth the battle cry of faith against the battle cry of hell. And together we will win. We will overcome. I said a while ago we didn't have 20 years. When the latter rain started, a lot of people got scared. They had no need to be afraid. They should have known. When they dropped holiness, that's not it. When they began to mix and mingle with the world, they should have known. They have gone. And they have tried everything. And they failed. We have some in Minden that received the Holy Ghost. And they said, we're going to go back to our churches. And we are going to win them to the Lord. I said, go back. That's what you want to do. But you'll never do it. You are rot. That's why Dale Moody said, you put our live eggs under a dead hen, they'll never hatch, they'll rot. I said, you've got to have Holy Ghost atmosphere. You've got to worship God. And you can't go back and put on your pants and your lipstick and cut your hair. You can't do it and keep the Holy Ghost. So the other day they called a prayer meeting. And they said something's wrong. They said we're not winning in the body. We're losing our own body. They're going back. They didn't have very far to go back, just about that far. Just back up one step. If you don't hold on to the standard of holiness, and you just go right off the deep end. Amen. But you see, a lot of them are looking our way. And some of them have started coming our way. And let me tell you something. The whole town, if we move out like we are to, just like Sister Mangum was talking about, They'll be looking in our direction, and they already are. If they can see any far, if they can see a move. The sick are to be healed in our services. People ought to receive the Holy Ghost standing in the audience. I don't believe it takes always. I believe it's time for us to have a downpour of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that after the rapture of the church, I don't know, there's an atomic war. And I looked across the world, and great cities of Brian and Ashes. And I looked as you. September was also lying in ashes. And there were some spots left here and there. And I looked as the vision came closer. And I saw men, women, and children eating the branches of the trees. There was no place to go. There was no grocery store. Everything was. 
I feel that this world is getting ready for that war. And I feel that God has given us as a church a little more time. But I don't think the ministers that are closest to God knows how close it is. It's so very close that God can do a quick work. God can do a quick work and he promised to do a quick work. And we've got to move swiftly. It's easy to believe that God will use some other minister in his town. But the same God that uses that minister wants to use you and me. God is no respecter of persons. It's the will of God for every preacher to have revival. For every preacher to burst out the scenes. That's the will of God. Souls, souls, souls. I sat there and I listened to Sister Mannion talking about desire. And I thought about when I was a boy. I thought about and I used Daddy to say, we'd set up there, you know, in August, and last of August, the sun is beaming down. And you say, all right, boys, get the top of the And to go. My back was falling. My knees were sore and crawling and kicking. My neck was breathless and bending over in the sun. I couldn't see the part. I didn't understand. I'd a lot rather stayed at home and played. But Dad said, son, if we don't work, we won't eat. The cold winter winds will soon start blowing. And you won't have any clothes and we won't have any food. And he said, we've got to work. We've got to work while we can. We've got to go out and harvest the cotton before the rains come. I would go reluctantly dragging my tractor. I had to go up before I really realized what Dad was talking about. I didn't fully understand it. And I'm afraid a lot of us are like that. I know our back hurts sometimes. And our knees are sore sometimes. Perhaps I hope from praying. Amen. And we're just a little bit on the lazy side like I was. We don't want to get up and go. But Dad says we've got to go. Boys, we've got to go. And I feel the urgency of the Holy Ghost saying, back or no back, knees or no knees, regardless of how you hurt or feel, it's time to go. You see, you've got to understand. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. I, I'm not going to bring anything new now. I'm going to bring you something you already know. I found out a long time ago there's something about the name of Jesus that most people in the world don't know about. Amen. And there's something about it a lot of us perhaps need to know more about. The name of Jesus Christ. And the power that he gives. 
I have never taken the credit for one miracle of healing that's ever happened when I prayed for the sick. I do not think that I contributed any more than just believe. That's all. Had nothing to do with the healing whatsoever. But at the name of Jesus, I watched blind eyes open. And deaf ears, ears that had no ears on, suddenly here watched it. I watched crippled limbs straighten out, pop and pull in place, and they start walking. I've had the opportunity of watching three dead people resurrected from the dead that the doctors and nurses said they were dead. But the name of Jesus Christ, there is power in that name to cast out devils and to heal the sick and open the eyes of the blind. You say, well, why don't it happen? It seemed to be such a simple thing for the apostles. They live so close to Jesus. I don't believe they ever separated the name from the person and the spirit. So many times we just take the word J-E-S-U-S and we go out. Just don't separate the name from the man, Christ Jesus, and his spirit that fills heaven and earth. Let's be conscious of the fact that all heaven is behind the name. Every angel in heaven is behind the name. The eternal spirit of God that fills heaven and earth is behind the name. Keep that in mind. Lo, I'm with you always. Even to the end of the world. Not just my name, J-E-S-U-S. Don't take it away from the person. Lo, I'm with you always. Even to the end of the world. And when we call that name, it should be with the knowledge in our hearts and in our minds that he's standing by our side. That it's not us, but it's him. He's only using our mouth as an instrument to speak to. I know that we see more and more of that now. Many wonderful things are happening in our churches. And some of the most amazing miracles, the reports are coming back from the foreign fields. Don't doubt it, my friend. They could have a miracle easier than we can. We got to figure it all out. You know, the American people, they, uh, you know, they, they live off the tree of knowledge, you know. They, they won't go on beyond in the spiritual things of God. You've got to show me. You've got to show me. I've got to understand this. But those poor heathens, all you do is tell them that Jesus Christ is alive. And he's up there ready to hear an answer prayer. And they believe it. And it's done. We make it too hard. We make a hard thing out of it. But Jesus said it ought to flow to us just like a river flowing downhill. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers. Rivers of faith. Rivers of love. Rivers of healing. Rivers of revelation. Rivers, rivers flowing out of our innermost being. No wonder the Bible spoke of man being full of the Holy Ghost. Because when you're full, the rivers flow. It flows. 
see it flowing right now to a sick person that's given up, but you're healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go into you. Right out of the throne of Almighty God. Praise God. Praise He said, isn't it a fact that only certain ministers can lay hands on folks and they have God will honor it and give them the Holy Ghost? I said, no. He said, but Peter and John, Philip had everything down there. He had miracles, signs, wonders. But don't forget, those are Samaritans. And the brethren back at Jerusalem, perhaps were not accepted it from Philip. So God sent Peter and John down there to lay hands on them. They might receive the Holy Ghost. That the Jews might learn once and for all that the Holy Ghost is for the Samaritans, the Gentiles, the Greeks, and to the whole wide world. I say that any preacher full of the Holy Ghost full of the Holy Ghost can lay hands on men and women and they'll receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody asked me the question once, but what are you going to do about these folks who don't have faith? I said, give them some. Can't you? You know what you preach is supposed to do? Give people faith? Please come by here and hear him of the word of God. Give him the word till they do have it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Back them up in the corner and preach Holy Ghost speaking in tongues till they do believe in it. Amen. Amen. Set them on the seat and preach divine healing till they do believe in it. You can give them faith that way. That's all those preachers do. We go around preaching the word and filling folks up. Bless God, just fill them. Just fill them up. Some of you out there, Shapur, now you're about to close. That's right. Just full of faith. Hallelujah. Let's thank him for that faith right now. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. Hallelujah. Not only does that mean have all heaven behind it, the power of the name of Jesus Christ upon this earth, the Bible said, ever knee going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess. Every devil must fall before the name of Jesus Christ. I have looked folks in the eyes that were so devil-possessed, it would be dangerous to touch them. But just call the name. I said at the general conference, and I didn't intend not to explain it, I never touched the devil possessed person, but insanely possessed until after I have bound the demon. It's a good way to get tore apart. But some of them vicious. And a little 80 pound woman can throw 200 pound men around like this. Uh, nothing. We call that name of Jesus. 
see Satan knows when you believe him. You call that name. And after a while, you watch the person. Just watch the person. And the devils will start coming out. I had one in the office a few weeks ago. Devil possessed. Demons talking to him. He said, Preacher, why are you talking to me? I can hear a devil talking to me. I said, Oh, you can. He said, Yes, they've been telling me some things. I said, Just what is he saying about me? He said, he says he's going to kill me. I said, what else did he say? He said he's going to destroy the United Pentecostal Church. I said, you tell him that I said he was a blowgun. He ain't about to destroy me or the church either. I've had false prophets prophesying my death for 10 years. I suppose to died in 1964 in February. I didn't make it some way or another. The other night somebody came and they said, there's a fellow back to the house prophesying that you're going to die tonight. He said, is that right? I, I, I it didn't, even, didn't even register on my mind enough for me to even worry about it. I went home, went to bed, said, more about it. Well, the next day I went to bed and went to sleep. Slept on, I was supposed to die that night. Prophesying away. I want to tell you something. He's a blowgun. I'll not die till Jesus Christ said, son, come home. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. And the devil and all of his imps will never destroy this church. Just to be frank with you, this is all he's got left that's any good in the earth. The rest of them has gone down the dream. You don't find any holiness anywhere else. Churches that used to preach holiness 15, 20 years ago, it's all past and gone. They cut their hair, they wear slacks. They go right on just like anybody else. You can't tell any difference at all unless you ask them. And I mean, some of them, some of those churches receive the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you something. You will never stick to God's high standard of holiness without the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is God's church. It's boiled down just to us. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Fight the battle cry of the church against the battle versus the battle cry of hell. The battle cry of the church shall overcome. We shall win. And we're going to win fast from here on. We're going to have battles. And we're going to have valleys. And we're going to have a lot of trouble, but we're going to win. I told some of the brethren when the Lord gave me a vision. Now, the Lord, I don't know why the Lord did this. I guess the reason why. The only reason I can figure out. He chose one of the most ignorant, unlearned, country boys 
to show a few things about end-time revival over 30 years ago and, in, and all of these things. And I don't think anybody in the world would ever be jealous of me. And maybe that's the reason the Lord gave it to me. Right. Because they feel sorry for me anyway. But this is the most amazing thing to see this great end time revival sweep a hundred million souls into the kingdom of God. Now that don't mean that's all, but this is what I was seeing must have been just a short face of time. I don't know. But it's the most amazing thing. And when it came from heaven as a ball of fire, you see, I'll be the Lord, let me see the latter rain. The first outpouring came on the day of Pentecost as the sound of a rushing mighty wind. And this, of course, began, whether it was back then or 70, 80 years ago, I don't know when, I don't know nothing about the time. But all I know is what I saw. And it came from heaven right out of heaven, and it exploded. It's like a wind hit it, and it circled the entire earth, light went everywhere, pure light. And out of this explosion there fell upon the earth carloads of diamonds and precious jewels. And I saw ministers begin to pick them up. And that's what these meetings are. We're picking them up. And about the time they picked them up, I heard the voice saying, look, and I looked. And there was an army of saints as far as I could see. And the Spirit said, there's a hundred million left. Amen. A hundred million. After we take up the gift of the Spirit and leave them humbly, not as a show-off to try to make somebody think you're bigger than somebody else. Every miracle you work, every miracle that happens to you, you better get off and get littler and littler and littler in your eyes. You don't feel out to blow up and burst like some of these other fellas. They all went down the dream because they didn't have the truth. Some of them run off with women and some of them become alcoholics, and some of them went back to the normal churches and everything else. Some of them got to believe in there was a lie to come back. The thought I want to leave with you is this. One man can't stand the glory. He'll blow up and that'll end him. God wants the whole church to move together. Everybody together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's hold one another up. Bless God. If God's blessing that fellow, let's hold him up. Oh, look at these young fellows and say they can't do nothing. They can do something. This is the time that God's calling the little Davids out of the woods. That's right. Ah, here's these big fellows all lined up. Daniel said, but is this all of us? But no. We got one little fella back over there in the woods. 
Go get it. Go get it. There's a lot of little fellas back over there in the woods that's ready to get Goliath. They've got the lion's hide packed on the barn in the bear skin. And they're ready and God called them. All these young fellas that come my way of preaching, I associate with them. I'm not worried about them. Praise God, hallelujah. They act like fellas that got to get up and go in them. Brother Merle, that's all right. As long as you preach and teach the way you've been since I've known you, you can have it, boy. Go at it. Praise God. I like to sit back and watch them go. Praise God, hallelujah. It's soon going to be, if the Lord tarries, that's about all I can do, maybe. But I'm going to sit back and holler, get him, get the devil, boys, get him. Glory, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power of God again. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead. That's not all that got healed a while ago. Did you get healed, brother? Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You see, it's all in just simple faith in that name. Amen. Just simple faith in that man. Amen. 
Still rivers of healing virtue flowing right here now. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said, which gift should I pray for? The one you need right then. The one you need. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said, well, he said, there, look at this fellow, what about him? God said, well, he's going on. He's going to him. He got in trouble while he's on. Same thing, eating on him again. I've never seen him before, and he's about it. I made a back this thing. He said, not a human. You've never seen me before, but Jesus knows anything. Amen. And a lot of times, people have a little hindrance to peace from getting their healing. And sometimes it's just a matter of not really getting down to being. Really, earnest. Just more or less look to the preacher. But you see, you're supposed to look to Jesus. Did somebody feel like you touched the hem of his garment just then? Amen. Somebody feel the touch just then? Praise God. Praise God. So you believe that it's the will of God to heal every person in this building right now? Of everything they've ever had? I know it is. It's the will of God for his ministers and their, their wives to be sound and well. Amen. Now, one more time before we believe for that last heal. That's for everybody. I'm getting you right to it. I didn't intend even to do this. I'm getting the more peace that I started out here today than I went in every direction. That's why nobody's jealous of me. I can't even say with the sun. But a few weeks ago, my wife had a thought of something broke out on me. What in the world is it? No, 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 no. She said, You sure if I go ask the doctor what it is? No, no. So he said, It's similar. He said, This will take several weeks 
Three days it is gone. You see, it's the way you say Jesus. Because you're not just looking at the name, J-E-S-U-S. You're thinking about the one that made all the heavens spoken of existence. You're thinking about the one that holds every star in its orbit. You're thinking about the one that holds you and makes it turn over every 24 hours. You know? You're thinking about a living Jesus that's conscious of you, that knows the number of hair that's in your head, that knows the day and the hour you was born, and that God gave you your first death. That's the kind of Jesus that you bring right in the life and body when you say Jesus, if you go on out and get it. All of it. Not just your name. That's great. But you better believe what goes with that name. He's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. And when we say it and say and get that other person. Now, for a few moments, John taught people that was a hopeless temper, and I wouldn't let them know when I was fixing to pray for him. And I would begin to preach Jesus to him and get the mind on him and his great power and offer their self right there, right on him. And before they knew it, I reach over and touch him and say, in the name of Jesus, he's gone. He said, get up and walk. If you're like human beings, we're so strong to let our minds raise us. You know, you know if, you, if you say, well, I'm going to get to you. But I've had, I've had so many years. You know, if uh, I said, I had a thought about it, but it's no sooner than I said it, I said, here is a box of gold. I'm going to give every one of you $10,000 a piece. You can take it home. You can sell your home. You can buy your automobile. And I'm just talking on you immediately forget that because that's less of them. When you think about this, because this is the most important thing. Here you're going to get 10000 And that's the way to hit them old back and little things. Think about something better.
You see, salt is one thing, and healing virtue is another thing. So whenever you concentrate, I don't concentrate on shouting. That's the only time to shout after happening. But you concentrate on what happened when that little woman reached out and touched the hem of his garment, and something went out of Jesus into her, and she was instantly healed. You call the name of Jesus and you get all set when you touch him for what's coming into you. How many have ever been healed? You felt it wouldn't happen. It is a wonderful feeling. It is a wonderful feeling that's different. I was driving along, I had the office headache. Oh, I was about to die in headache. And I used to sleep them off. I didn't get a heat. I don't know. You may have to get me more a little bit. I said, Lord, here. Well, I said, you know, there's a lot of folks who are they're not in bad people. Let me try and explain. I'm talking about, you know, this, 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 yeah. He said, why don't you pray for some of them? They may be sick. Uh, they are sick. They're smart to all. Just pray for everybody in the world. It's got to hurt me. It's a good thing. Oh, hallelujah. I've done a little bit about every one of your children on the face of the earth that's got a headache before you right now. Mm-hmm. I'll see you to heal every one of them. Put your hand on top of every one of them. Here, Lord, heal them, Lord, heal them, Lord, heal them. Open my eyes and put Mine's gone. Oh, when we pray for others, sometimes we get what we're looking for. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, before we pray, God don't want any sick things. He don't want any sick pictures. They can't do his work well. You can't preach if you've got the preach. That's right. You can't go to that sinner's house and eat hot dogs if you've got us You may invite you to eat hot dogs and say, oh, I can't eat like that. I've got us for the last thing, you folks have been healing. Maybe you done lost one right there. So the Lord don't assist. We're supposed to be walking with example. That's right. Sounding well, healthy, bubbling over, ready to go. Praise God. He wants his children to be well. Any of you folks out there like for your children to be sick? How many love for your children to be sick? How many ever take them down and got them a shop that's getting two D's just because they disobeyed? 
You didn't mean to. You mean your father's mother didn't inject some kind of disease into the body because of that mean? Lord, don't eat it. That's the devil's job. He goes around there now, jumping on God's chain. And you see, the only thing we can do when the devil jumps on us is to run to our father. And so far, that devil down, I jumped on me and made me sick. I need your help. And he'll say, bless your heart. Come on over here. Amen. From here on, we've got to be well. We've got to battle. We're in a battle with the devil. We're in battle with hell. We're well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Would you lift your hands? And let's say it together. Jesus, let your healing virtue flow into me. Make me ever with whole. And I thank you, Father. Praise your wonderful name. Let's love him, Father. It's done. Amen. Amen. There's miracles happening. There's miracles happening. God is healing. I've had for eight long years what he said his wife had in three days. And when he told that story, he told it for nobody but for me. My faith gripped me and it increased ten times the size I am. I don't have a bit of it on me right now. It's gone. Every bit of it, it was single. Eight long years. And I've preached. I've preached a million messages it all over me. But I'm rid of it tonight. Today, I'm rid of it. Those Americans is happening, and some more happening. It's not over. But listen to this testimony, Sister One. A few weeks ago, I had a broken right foot, and I was in a cast for about a week and a half, and the end of my toe almost to my knee. The doctor said I'd have to wait at least six to eight weeks, and then he didn't know if the bone would heal. The 
because it was broken in a gap. And that Sunday morning, I started headed on about a week and a half. We had a prayer line, a healing service. And I felt like I had to cut that cast off. Because that's a lack of faith, I think, to go around in that cast. And I know that God's already healed. So I walked up and I told my husband, I said, Honey, I feel like I had to cut this cast off. He said, Well, go sit down and pray about it. So I went and sat back down and I began to pray about it. And I went back up there and I said, No, I want to take it off right now. He said, Well, go through the prayer line and, and if you have faith, we'll just cut it off. So I went through the prayer line. I felt like God had healed me. So that afternoon I spoke it for about 30 minutes. It didn't come off. So I called some of the men. They got a saw over and they cut it off. And I've been walking in high heels and talking to you ever since. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. I hope you'll understand why I tell you the foundations of what God did for me a few minutes ago. If you misunderstand me, I'm sorry about that. Please forgive me. But I've been on a month-long fast this month. This is my 23rd day. And uh, on extended fast, and times before, I've, I've had trouble with the same condition, and my kidney has really been bothering me very critically. I said no one to no, nothing to no one about it whatsoever, not even my wife, my companion. And I sat down a few minutes ago and said, Mr. Mongan, I had my chair turned straight like everyone else. I'm trying to turn at an angle looking this chair, but the back of that chair was cutting into my kidney so bad until I couldn't hold a step there. And at the first time we prayed, I turned my chair directly to the pulpit so it wouldn't hurt me so bad. Because it had been cleaning me very critically. And at the first point of this message, and Brother Barnes said there's something mighty marvelous moving over this service. And I feel the Spirit of God. It's just like something reached down and took my kidneys and just touched them. And I've not felt one pain since then, and I don't feel a thing right now but the strength of the Holy Ghost. About 10 minutes ago, look at Brother Wilson from Flint, Michigan. I want you to pray for my wife right now. God has just healed her. Hello, those sons, I'll tell you about her. We've been more than prayed, and she was sitting in the office of church at 22 or 21 Hudson Road, Dayton, Ohio. The Spirit of God touched her. She said, Paul Jackson, listen, said, this something has happened. I just got the phone. She said, God healed me 10 minutes ago. I just want to share this with you this afternoon. So I sat over there just shortly after Brother Barnes said that right now, the the Lord's moving in this place. God came down and moved this very severe source of that I had. And I sat there, must have been for 15 or 20 minutes, wrestling with doubt and fear and the devil trying to say, oh, that's just your imagination and, and other things. But God kept impressing me 
that if I didn't stand up and give him praise and glory for what he had done, that he would not only take what he had done for me away from me, but it would set me back in my faith and in my belief and in my prayer and my hunger for the miracle ministry that God has declared his ministers are to have in these last days. Praise the Lord. And, and uh, there's a natural tendency, a little, little puny, insignificant sore throat. But I believe if we can't receive healing for sore throat, then we just as well to throw in the towel for cancer and other things because we'll have to start believing for the little things before we can uh, claim the big things in faith and the kind of faith that it takes. I want to say let's praise him for the small things as well as the big things and let God bring it all for us as he did so well. Praise God. the testimony here, but I feel Lord of the Lord something else. Just got through telling a while ago that God wants his preachers and their wives well. And I was one sitting there with him, so God confirmed what he spoke to me just a while ago. And he or nobody says he can go with a husband. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many out there believe you're here? Hallelujah. If there's another outstanding miracle here that uh, someone feels like you need to tell, we'll wait one for one more. If some outstanding something's happened to you, we'll let you touch it Anybody want to come? All right. There's several hands raised down. You don't mind listening to these, do you? Over a year ago, I was praying about God to heal my eyes. Wore glasses and, and 
doctor told me that I had to wear them all the time and have to wear reading glasses. And I've been praying, and the Lord told me then that, that when it would happen, when he would heal me, first off, my glasses would break, and this would be a sign to me at the time, and this would unfold the ministry that I'd been praying for for healing in my ministry in a great, greater way than I had seen. And a few weeks back, my glasses were broken by accident, and then I prayed that God said, I have not sick. And he said, this is a sign. So I was waiting for God to heal me. And it happened. This <laughs> is God. I can see clearly the pain that was in my eyes. But not wearing my glasses for any length of time has left. And I thank God for it. Praise God. For about six months, I've had a in my head. in her back since she was nine years old. Are you a minister's wife? I'm sure you are. There's another one here and ready to go. In the name of the Lord, I take dominion over all oppression that come against these minister's wives. I take dominion over you in the name of the Lord. I command you to get out. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
I told Brother Bones, I said, I, I don't want any, any attention. It's not why I'm doing this. I'm just going to stop this. He was God's spirit. I'm wild. Y'all know me. I'll do anything. I'll throw my shoes or whatever he said. That's the reason why I came up here. I don't want to stop now. I don't want everything he's got for us this end time. And the reason why I got all those symptoms and all that crawling feeling, just feels like there's somebody in there working on Moving right now. If that's what he wants to do. He didn't do it. That's God. Hallelujah. I never expected him to, but he wants to. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. In closing my part of this, I felt good a while ago. There's one gift of the Spirit that the Lord spoke to me that he wanted to operate through every minister. That's the gift of faith. Faith always honors God. Faith is a thing that glorifies him. Someone lost me not long ago said, somebody said something about something that I preached one time about, you know, angels, happiness, and ministry spirits, and how the Lord works with us, you know, and all of that. Now, there may be some people who don't believe you can command angels. We command Satan's angels, don't we? Do we have power over Satan's angels to cast them out? Then wouldn't we have power through love and faith to invite angels into our presence? Now, we don't command them to say, oh, come over here, angels, get over That's not it. Our faith and our love actually commands God. Did you know that? Our faith and our love. You let that little young years come up. I don't care how busy you are. Their love, daddy, mommy. It commands you. And our faith commands God. Our faith and love. Amen. Our faith and love commands angels. It brings them in. Because they're like the start of the church. Praise God. Jesus said, No, you're not, but I could call for 12 legions of angels. Whatever we do. Oh, it's the first one I go to, but many times I'm conscious of the fact that God has put angels in the building. And I know when they're walking around and touching people, ministering spirits, helping their faith, many times in ministering, I've got them to come to me and say, I felt a hand. On my head, or on my face. And I look and I have that around. The angel of the Lord, a ministry spirit. I believe that many times, ministry spirits stand when a couple are on the side of the walk to gather me. They're something to it. They put their face in their dress and they find it out. And they just let them go. Most of us, you know. We need a little hit, you know. Sometimes, you know, angels come along and put the front. You can my agenda for you, you know. Come on, boy. And a little piss all happens. But I felt to me with the Holy Ghost a while ago that the Lord will be very happy 
the manifest the gift of faith to every ministry in this building. Now, the gift of faith you ought not to be hard for you to understand because you do operate. There is a faith once delivered into saints. Everything else ministers do, we have to believe for a sermon, we have to believe for this service and believe for that. So we're well adapted to how faith operates. And the gift of faith is that something that reaches out. And things you don't need just believe in this world. You just set your faith. You set the sail on the ship. You just stop the sound. The prophet says, We stop and get a hold of them, Todd. We were the healing. Just drag them right on over and made them just open up and pour water out all over. That is a gift of the future of emptiness. It's one I think a lot of folks don't think it. A lot of books written on gifts, but I think the gift of faith is the backbone of all the gifts. The backbone of all. Because the gift becomes far more supernatural and moves into a higher realm. And that gift of faith takes the whole thing. Then it can emerge with miracles and anything. It's anything. And don't ever doubt it. It takes no more faith. The gift of miracles and the gift of healing operates and it does the gift of tongues. It's just a matter of yielding yourself up to it. And it works. It's right there. It's right there. Amen. Many times I've said this. I don't believe in exposing anybody. I'm against that. To use any of the gifts of the Spirit, say you back there, you're a homosexual, or you're an adulterer or something. No, I don't believe in The Lord never would let me. But Jesus and the woman of the world is no better around, he told her time. And that's the best time to do. All in the side. He talks to him. The gift of the spirit are not to hurt people, but to help people. And to lead people. Praise God.
That was right from God. So one more time, in the name of Jesus, you that didn't get it, you see, you're Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The gift of faith is a wonderful gift that helps us to lay hands on the sick, and the healing, and also to receive the Holy Ghost. Also, it's a gift that will bring about divine protection. You can walk through lines, seconds, with the gift of faith in operation, and nothing, nothing will touch you. The gift of faith in your life, you have power, all the animal kingdom. As it was proven in the Bible again and again. The great definition is that the many places where they need it. It's a great gift to help us in believing for finances to build and to build churches and to bring new works in. Not a gift that always instantaneously, anyway, it's not as apt to point to the person. It's a gift that's put in action by faith that a minister uses and his whole church leaves with him. That gift begins to operate in his church to his whole, all of his saints. They seem to take a hold of it and to believe together. And that's what I'm talking about. Do you want this gift to operate in your life? 